One of the things that we frequently must deal with in counseling is to help estranged husbands and wives to begin reproachment, once again to be reconciled, to reestablish communication with one another. And the way in which we do that in our counseling center is often to call conferences between the two of them during the first week of counseling. This is something that anyone who's having difficulty might do, but usually learning the rules of the conference table, which enable one to speak truth with his neighbor as a member of the same organization, as Paul insists in Ephesians 4.25, is really the key to having a good conference. So let me try to tell you something about what we might say to a counselee and direct a, a, a husband and wife to do in bringing about this new communication in their home. They're asked, possibly following the first session, to hold a series of conferences, as many as necessary, but at least three, during which they are to seek to accomplish one thing and one thing only, to compose together, that is, both know what goes on it, a his and her list of all the specific ways in which they know that they have failed God and failed each other as husband and wife. The counselor says something like this. He says, this small list of 75 to 100 items should be very concrete. Now, you may laugh at small list of 75 to 100 items. We get them. It should include such entries as, I forgot to send my wife anniversary cards. I do not hold the car door for her. I so serve my husband cold meals. I nag him terribly. Of course, she should not hesitate, nor should he, to include larger items such as I don't love him anymore. Notice they're to begin by taking the log out of their own eyes, that is, by concentrating first on their own sins and failures. The first session, the first conference at least, should be confined entirely to consideration of what one himself has done wrong. Only when they have both exhausted this rich load of ore should they begin to work on the other's failings. That is, when they filled their own columns completely, then they can look across to the other fellow's column to see what he has missed. After they've finished writing in everything that they know they've done wrong, then they draw a line across the page. Usually the wife becomes the... Uh, secretary and the husband becomes the head of the conference to see to it that it's conducted properly and the secretary then draws a line across the page and each one adds beneath the line items that they think the other party should have included. Now if they've done a good job the items above the line ought to far outnumber those below the line at least certainly they ought to outnumber them two to one and probably a lot uh, at a larger uh, percentage. Now, here are a few precautions about making this list and also some information about it. First, the parties, as they sit down to work on communication and on the things that are wrong in their lives, should not debate, discuss, or argue about any items placed on the list, nor should they try to solve the problems on the list. Their only assignment that first week is to make the list. Even if the other party shows that he or she is grossly misunderstood your motives, or actions, you should not raise that issue. That should be done later on down the line when you're able to handle differences between one another. One thing you learn in the meanwhile is patience. 
Secondly, if either one does slip and does become angry or argues or clams up, then don't argue about that or become angry about that. Instead, simply use whatever prearranged signal that you agree upon. You might agree to uh, stand quietly in your place, for example, without saying anything. Usually if you say something, that causes an argument, indicating that you would like to get the conference going again. Thirdly, you see, it's important for the husband to assert his headship at the beginning by agreeing to assume the responsibility for calling the conference and seeing that it closes on time, for seeing that it begins by reading the scriptures and that it closes with prayer. For example, Ephesians 4, 25 through 32 might be read as a scripture to give uh, something of a, a, uh, a background for the kind of communication that is needed for a husband and wife. And here is some of the importances and effects and uses of this list as it finally uh, emerges and is compiled. This list can become important because it has surprises in it. Each party is surprised that the other person knows as many of his own faults as he does. This gives encouragement to each other. Also, the list become of importance because once you get a list, then you can begin to do something specifically and concrete about your problems. And when you begin to, at conferences during the next week and the week after, then you begin to progress, each one beginning to deal with his problems God's way. And you can work from these lists as the basis then for much work in future conferences. So as things go well, and as you see things on your list disappear, then you begin to get even greater encouragement as you go along. From such a list and from such beginnings, meager as they may be, a husband and wife can really begin to see a dramatic change in their lives. And when you start working on the problems on the list, take the simplest single-stranded problems that you can find. Be sure you're using concrete problems. You can do something about this fact of uh, remembering a, a loved one on, on an anniversary or uh, picking up clothes that one previously threw on the floor or serving cold meals or holding a car door. You can do something about that. You can't do anything about considerateness. That's an abstraction or inconsiderateness. We all live in the concrete, and that's where changes take place. So begin with the small and uncomplicated problems. Get the methodology together, down together. Start solving these problems in the second week by looking at the Word of God and seeing what he says to do in considerate ways for one another. And begin to communicate about these problems and work out answers to them. And pretty soon you can change large, make large differences and large changes in attitude over small changes in actual actions and in uh, the actual relationship in the way that you do things one with another in life. If indeed even this seems to be unproductive to you as you work at it, then I suggest that you go to your pastor, tell him what you've been trying, Ask him to sit down and to help you hold your conferences and to begin your communication one with another. You know, it's pastors that we ought to turn to, not some sort of self-styled professionals out there in the world who know nothing about the Word of God really, but pastors who know and love that book and who communi can communicate to you what God has said. What we really need is to be able to develop truly in our lives what Paul insists upon in Ephesians 4.25. Laying aside falsehood, speak truth each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Children with parents, husbands with wives, the only way that they can work together in that same organization of which they are all members, all apart, 
is to work on the basis of truth that is freely given and freely spoken so that everyone knows all of the truth that's necessary to function properly in harmony and in peace together. No other way to do this than through communication. And communication, when it is broken down, needs to be reestablished. A conference table is one way to go about it. Maybe you ought to talk to your husband about that tonight or your wife when you get home. Lord, help us, all who are having problems with marriages, all who are having problems in families, to learn how to communicate in biblical ways and to find the joys and happiness of that fellowship. For we pray in Christ's name, amen.